You're listening to The Thriving Nurse Podcast. I'm your host, Abby Sanchez, and this is episode 173, Break the Barriers to Upleveling Your Relationship. Did you know your nursing dream job is out there? But it's not something you find. It's something you create. And I can show you how. I'm Abby Sanchez, and I'm a life coach for nurses. Using my experience at the bedside, along with my psychology degree, I help nurses build confidence, manage overwhelm, and fall in love or back in love with being a nurse. So come along with me and I'll help you create the career and life you crave. You ready? Let's go. Hey there, welcome back to the podcast. I am recording this podcast episode while I'm visiting my family up in the Portland area. We're all together for a big family reunion and I thought I'd be home by now, <laughs> but plans changed. And so I'm still visiting my family, having a great time. I've got 10 siblings and all but one are here. There's lots of cousins around. My grandma's in town. It's her first time meeting my kids. I haven't seen her in five years. She lives on the East Coast. So we're having a really great time. But because there's so many of us and it's kind of crazy, I'm out recording this podcast episode in my car because it was the only quiet place I could think to go. So thanks for being here today. I'm excited to talk to you and have another Summer Love podcast episode. Today, we're going to be talking about how to break the barriers that are keeping you from up-leveling your relationship. So I know in the Summer Love podcast episode so far, we've talked a lot about how to improve your relationship, how to minimize misunderstandings, and how to feel empowered to create the relationship you want even if your partner isn't putting in that effort or has different ideas about how to go about it. So that's what we've talked about in some of these other episodes. But today, what we're going to focus on is what's keeping you from even getting started. What's keeping you from getting that support to take those next steps and learn how to overcome all those barriers and challenges and really build true connection in your relationship. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Now, I know there are so many things out there that can help us improve our relationship. So why are so many people not utilizing those resources? Now, I know it's not because you don't value your relationship. Was that a double negative there? <laughs> I know you do value your relationship. And so it's not that you don't value it. That's why you're maybe not getting some extra support and learning and really enhancing your relationship. I know you do value your relationship, but what is keeping you from taking those next steps? So that's what we're going to dive into today. And I've got three different barriers that are keeping us from doing that. Kind of four. I combined two of them. But we're going to talk about these different barriers so you can just recognize them if that's what's keeping you back and really make that progress you want to see in your relationship. Okay, so the first one that I want to talk about is that maybe you're not getting that extra support in your relationship because there aren't any immediate problems. This is pretty common with a lot of things. This is why we don't take action with a lot of things. We want there to be, or we don't really want there to be an immediate problem, but once there is a, an immediate problem, then we're like, it's time to take action. I have no choice but to take action. And so we do it, right? Like imagine if at your house, 
if you had a water pipe that burst and it flooded part of your house. You better believe you would be on the phone calling people to come fix the pipe, to come clean up the water, to get fans in there and minimize the water damage. You'd be getting people right away. No matter what was on your schedule, that would all of a sudden take top priority because it's an immediate issue. But there are other times when maybe we have some house issues that aren't immediate problems. Like maybe the caulking around your bathtub is faulty like mine. (laughs) And some water kind of leaks in and gets down into the wood and into the wall. And it isn't good, right? It's, It's not an ideal situation and over time can cause some damage, but it's nothing acutely problematic in a, in a bigger sense, right? It's not like things are going to start falling apart or it's not livable anymore in that situation. It's just like, oh yeah, there's this problem that's just not really ideal, causing some problems over time. It's going to add up that damage, but we can get by without taking care of it right away. And I think that's the case with many relationships. When there's a big event, something major in the relationship or something, they're like, this is a big problem. We need some help and support, like a pipe bursting. Then people go and seek marriage counseling or getting help with their relationships. But so many relationships have the equivalent of faulty caulking, where it's not like a huge problem, but over time, if we don't address it, it's really keeping our relationship from being as sturdy and healthy and as incredible as it can be. But we kind of think we'll get to it later, right? So I think this is one of the big things that keep us from really taking the next steps is we're like, you know, there's nothing major. We're doing okay. We can get by. We'll address these things later. I'll read a book about communication later. And so we keep putting it off. But why do we want to do that? Is that really how we want to approach our relationships where we're like just waiting for something really big to happen so it feels like we have no choice but to get support? I don't think so. And the thing is, the longer we wait to really strengthen our relationship and make it the best it can be, the less time we get to enjoy that relationship at that higher level. Like imagine if you totally remodeled your house and you made it beautiful and it was everything you ever wanted and you did it right before you were going to sell that house. Then yeah, you'd get to see the transformation. That could be really fun to see like, oh, this was the potential my house had this whole time. That's so amazing. But you don't get to live in that house. Just like if we wait longer and longer to address those things that we could improve in our relationships and make them even more enjoyable, if we wait to do that, then we don't get to live in our relationship the way we wanted it as long. So let's not wait for something big to happen. Let's make our relationship the best it can be now and enjoy it that way as long as possible. The question we're asking ourselves shouldn't be, What's the least amount I can do for my relationship to survive or work or get by? Because is that really your goal? 
Is that your goal, just to make your relationship work or get by or last? Probably not. I think we can aim even higher than that. So instead, let's ask ourselves, what would be the best thing I could do for my relationship to make it as strong and enjoyable as possible? What could I do to make my relationship the best it could be? Let's start aiming for that. Okay, so I think that's what we need to shift in our minds to to start taking those steps to be like, I don't have to wait for a pipe to burst. I'm just going to make my relationship as awesome as it can possibly be right now. So I can enjoy it in this beautiful, remodeled condition for the rest of my life. So amazing, right? Okay, let's talk about number two. So these are the two that I combined. It's that often we say we don't have the time or we don't have the money to get the support that we want or to strengthen our relationship and and really use the tools out there. So first, let's talk about time. How much time do you think you need to put towards your relationship to really make it thrive? To make it amazing. How much time do you think you have to put, not just towards the relationship itself, like spending time with your partner, but how much time to building up your relationship skills and and reading books and podcasts and watching videos? How much time do you think you have to devote to learning in order to really enhance your relationship? I was thinking about this the other day because I was starting a new book and I like to listen to books on Audible. So I was on my Audible account and I scrolled through my library of books that I've previously read or that I'm excited to get to start reading, you know, after I get through all of the other ones I have lined up. And I was seeing all these books that I've read before and most of them I've read as a coach to help me learn more about psychology and how the brain works and how to minimize stress and create more fulfillment and how to communicate and enhance relationships. And so all these books that I was seeing that I've read, I was like, wow, that's crazy how much time I've spent studying all of this stuff. And that was just in my Audible account. That doesn't include research studies. That doesn't include my coach mentors and coaching exercises and videos I've watched. That doesn't include podcast episodes that doesn't include YouTube by experts and psychologists and all these things that I've spent all this time studying and researching. And I was like, man, I have spent so much time doing that because I love it. I find it so fascinating, but it's a good thing that everybody doesn't have to devote that much time to get those benefits in their relationship. Because while it would be great for everyone to hear every word or read every word of those different resources, it really isn't necessary. Instead, they can learn from other people who have absorbed all of that and synthesized it and processed it, just like we do here on the podcast, right? Like, I study all of these things, and then I apply what I've studied to nurses and help you really understand like the most important, most transformational concepts that are going to help you improve your life the fastest. 
So maybe you've experienced that here on the podcast, whereas we've talked about it in the context of nursing, you've been like, okay, I can apply this to my challenges as a nurse, and you're able to make these breakthroughs and improve your life at an accelerated rate. You didn't have to go read all the books and do all the studies, but because I've done that and I can bring you what I find to be the most helpful and the key concepts, you can have that accelerated growth. And I was like, that's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. You don't have to do all that research and studying on your own. I was thinking it's kind of like a discount. Like you're getting all the value and growth in your relationship at a discount on time. Think about when you get something on sale at a store. Like not too long ago, I bought a new coffee table And I'd wanted a coffee table for a while, but I would see them and I'd be like, oh, I don't know if I want to pay that much for one. And then I found one that I liked and it was on sale. And it was so awesome because I was getting all this value, but I only had to give as much money as I was willing to give, right? I got it at a reduced price. I still put in some money, but way less because I got it on sale. And that's what it's like getting support in your relationship, except it's a discount on time where I'm doing all the research, all the studying, and then bringing you the key concepts so you can still get all the value and the progress in your relationship, but you're doing it for a fraction of the time. And so when I was thinking about that way, I was like, it's so silly when people say, I can't give the time to it. Because really, you can't afford not to. Because otherwise, if you want to get that growth in your relationship, it costs so much time to do all the research and all the studying to get that progress and to learn the things that you need to learn. Now, I get when we get things on sale, we are still spending some money, right? And so it does make sense for it to be something that you do already value. Like if you've already, if you've ever gotten something on sale and maybe you came home with it and your partner was like, why did you buy five of that shirt in every color? And you're like, oh, it's just such a good deal. I couldn't help it. I had to get it. Then they're like, well, no, you actually spent more money buying something you don't need than if you just hadn't bought it at all. So it does still cost you something. But if you're getting something that's of value to you that you truly want and you can get it at a reduced cost, then it's a total win. So if you do want more connection in your relationship, if you do want all of that value and growth and progress in your relationship, then get it at a discount on time, a major discount on time, especially if you're feeling like time in your life is tight. Instead of spending 4,000 hours studying, you can get so many of those same benefits by just a few hours over several weeks at your convenience. It's a crazy good deal. Crazy good deal on time. All right. So the other one in this category under number two was money. Right. And the reason I put these two together is because often we have a lot of scarcity around time and a lot of scarcity around money. And so I like to think of them in a similar way. But there are a couple specific money concerns I want to address with you. I know money 
and tension around money, that's one of the biggest sources of contention in relationships. That's ranked as number one. Now, this was kind of surprising to me the first time I heard it, because even though my husband and I have had some tension around money, it wasn't usually like big arguments where we were really like fighting, right? And so if I say that to you, if I'm like, money is the biggest source of tension in most relationships, it's like the number one source of contention, and that surprises you, I want you to know it's not because it's necessarily about yelling and arguing and that type of thing. It could just be more subtle than that, where money is an issue that has some resentment around it, or some irritation, or some judgment towards your partner, or there's a lack of communication. So it could be more subtle, things happening under the surface and not these big explosive fights. So I want you to think if your relationship has some of that kind of tension. Now, if there is tension in your relationship around money, one thing we often tell ourselves is that if we had more money, that tension would go away. Do you ever think that? Do you ever think like, once we are out of debt, once we paid off our student loans, once we're more comfortable with our house payment, once we have this much saved, like we kind of think once we are more comfortable financially, that tension will go away. And so the the jump our brain then makes is, so we have to get there as fast as possible and not spend money so that we can get to that place and our relationship can be happier. But here is what I found so interesting. I was just reading this research study and what they were saying is that money issues in relationships are not about how much money is in a couple's bank account. Because all the research that they did, all these studies that they did showed that it didn't matter how much couples made. And even if they had a cushion for their savings, that didn't determine if they had more or less tension around money in their relationship. And so what they were saying was, if the amount of money a couple has is what determined how much tension there was, then rich couples wouldn't fight about money or they wouldn't have that tension about money. But their studies did not find that at all. So if you've been telling yourself, once we make a certain amount of money or once we're to this certain place financially, then that money tension will go away. I, on one hand, I'm sorry to tell you that that's not the case, but on the other hand, I'm actually really glad to share that information with you because what it means is you don't have to wait until you're in that place financially to improve your relationship and to let go of that tension because most of those issues that resentment and irritation and all that, what it stems from isn't dollars. It stems from values and communication and the way we're thinking about the world and different belief systems. And when those things collide or they don't match up and we don't know how to navigate that, that's when we have all this tension around money. It is not about the dollars in the bank. And so if you're trying to hold on to your money to be like, I shouldn't 
try to get support in my relationship because then that's just going to create more tension around money and more tension in our lives. I want you to know that's not true. And actually, what's probably a lot more true is that by investing in your relationship, even if you have less money because of it, will be the best thing that you can do to ease that tension. Now, one last thing I want to touch on with this issue is I know that sometimes in relationships, investing in anything or buying something or whatever of a certain dollar amount, sometimes couples like to check in with each other. And so if you're thinking about investing in your relationship, you might think, I see the value in it. I think it's important. I think it's a great use of our money, but I have to get my partner on board. And that might feel a lot trickier. Now, I want to share with you something that was recommended to me that I have found really helpful when it comes to making decisions in my marriage. And it has been really helpful for any kinds of decisions, like when we bought a new car or thinking about job opportunities and parenting decisions. So in all different kinds of contexts, I have found this to be really helpful. And what was said to me was that instead of going to your partner confused and indecisive and unsure of what you actually want, make the decision for yourself first. Okay, so let's take the idea of if you're thinking about going back to school to get your master's degree. Instead of going to your partner and being like, I don't really know. Do you think I should do it? It costs this much money and it's just so hard. I don't know if I could balance school and family and work and all of this stuff. And I I don't know if I'm even smart enough. I don't know if it's what I want to do. And going to them with that kind of energy to make the decision, you hear how much doubt there is and, and how unsure you are. You're offering your partner all of this indecision right? And they might jump in with their own indecision or they might feed off your fears and insecurities. And it doesn't really help come to a clear decision as quickly or as easily. So instead, what was recommended to me is to make the decision yourself ahead of time and come to a decision like, you know what? I think I really do want to go back to school. And if that's what you decide, then you bring that decision to your partner. Instead of bringing a bunch of questions and insecurity to your partner, you can bring a confident decision. And when we bring that confidence and when we already see the value in it and the possibilities and we show that we've thought through it, then our partner is more likely to get on board with it. They still get to have their own opinions and thoughts and whatever, right? And I'm not saying you go to them and are like, I've made this decision and this is how it's going to be. Of course, we want to collaborate with them and hear their point of views. And if there are things we haven't considered yet, we want to take that all into consideration. But you see how it's so much cleaner and neater when you've done some of that work up front and you can bring them a decision instead of this mess and tangled web of all your thoughts. Okay, so going back to investing in your relationship, make that decision ahead of time And then bring the decision to your partner. So if there's something that you're like, I really think this is what our relationship needs. I think it would really strengthen 
our relationship. I think it would take things to the next level and it's important to me. Make that decision ahead of time and then bring it to your partner. And if you bring that confidence, if you really believe in the value of it, it will be so much easier to convey that to them. Okay. All right. Let's talk about number three. So our third barrier is that it just sounds hard sometimes, right? Does it ever sound hard to you when people are like, you should work on your relationship? Sounds like school. Like there's going to be homework and tests and lots of studying and, and hard emotionally too. I think often we think it's going to have all this heaviness where we're dredging up the past and all these fights and arguments and having these heavy conversations. And it just sounds really miserable and tense. So if that's what you think it's like to improve your relationship, then of course you're not going to want to do it. I wouldn't want to do that. I want no part of that. That does not sound like fun. But it doesn't have to be that way. When you see your relationship grow, it's so much fun. Did you know it's way more fun to feel loving and connected and grateful for your partner than it is to feel mad and irritated and resentful of them? I know it sounds so obvious when I say it, but really it's so much more enjoyable to be at that place in your relationship. And it doesn't have to be this miserable, hard road to get there. When I think of my nurses in Bold Nurse Society, when they have their aha moments and things click for them and they get to let go of these heavy burdens they've been carrying, these heavy emotions that aren't serving them, when they get to let all of that go, it's such a relief. You want to know what's actually hard? What's really hard is going through your whole life hoping your partner will change and trying to convince them to change, trying to force them to change. Or sometimes we think we're doing it nicely. We're trying to support them to change, but we think we can make them better. And that is a really hard way to live in your relationship. And it's not very effective. A lot of people don't want to be forced to change. They want to be loved for who they actually are. So that's what's really hard. It's really hard going through your whole life trying to change your partner or wondering if they're going to change, when they're going to change, so you can be happy. It's really hard going through your relationship feeling resentful and angry and irritable all the time. Now, of course, those emotions are going to come up sometimes, but if you're feeling it way more than you would like to, or you feel like it's causing problems that aren't serving you in your relationship, that's keeping you from showing up as the partner you want to be, that's kind of hard, right? Kind of not fun. So what I think is a lot harder is staying stuck. It's hard when you want to connect with your partner more deeply. When you want to have 
a deeper, more genuine, authentic connection with them. But you don't know how to get there. That's what's hard. Getting to a place of more love and gratitude and joy in your relationship is a lot of fun. It is so freeing. It's such a relief. So that's what I want to help you do. I want to help you get to that place where you can let go of this baggage you're carrying in your relationship and enjoy it so much more. It's way harder to keep carrying it with you. Okay, so I want you to think about these barriers to getting the support you need in your relationship that we've talked about today. And I want you to think about which ones of these really resonate with you where you're like, oh yeah. That is something that maybe I wasn't even aware of, but maybe as we were talking about it, you were like, yeah, that is something that's holding me back. That is a concern I have or a reason I haven't taken action. So I want you to just get that awareness of which ones you think are keeping you from taking those next steps in your relationship. Would it be worth it to break those barriers so that you can see what is possible? So you can see what your relationship can become. And the best part is we don't have to convince your partner to change. Your partner is so lovable, exactly as they are. And your relationship can be so amazing. You can have so much more joy in your relationship. So instead of trying to figure out how we can fix your partner, what we do in Relationship Revival, the question that we're focused on is how can you have more joy in your relationship with your partner still being them? With your partner being exactly who they are, how can we make your relationship even better, even more enjoyable for you? But the catch is you've got to be willing to let go of these barriers to make it happen. So let's do it, my friend. So if you haven't gotten on the Relationship Revival VIP interest list, you're going to want to make sure you do that now. Next week, I'm going to be hosting the info party for Relationship Revival, where I'm going to tell you all about it. I am so excited for Relationship Revival because it gives you such a personalized level of support to make an amazing transformation in your relationship. Like I said before, I have done the research I've put in the time so you don't have to. I've distilled it down to those key concepts that are going to give you huge wins in your relationship. So to hear all about it, I'll tell you all about Relationship Revival at the info party. But to get your invitation, you have to be on the VIP interest list. So go jump on that list now. You can do that at www. And make sure you type the W's into the URL. So www.thrivingnurse.com forward slash revival interest. And we are going to make your relationship even better than you imagine. So don't wait to bring your relationship to the next level. Go jump on the interest list for Relationship Revival and I'll help you do that now. So go to www.thrivingnurse.com forward slash revival interest and you'll get your invitation to the info party 
you'll get special discounts, and you'll get priority to enroll in Relationship Revival to grab one of the limited spots. All right, my friend, let's do it. Let's break these barriers and up-level your relationship. Have a beautiful week. I'll talk to you later. Take care.